You're listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. We are five months into this pandemic. More than 150,000 people have died. Genuinely, this is what the science is showing. And granted, you know, initially early on, there was a bit of confusion as to what you needed and what you didn't need. Welcome back to PlanB.SG And we're still with uh, Dr. Nawab In yes. the studio Thank you for being with us And I think yep. uh, Darren you have like a, An article to Yeah 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 I mean we have a few actually Because we were talking about Malaysian politics yeah. right? And mm-hmm. of course we know that Anytime that there's Something going up there mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. get affected I mean yes. we're like, we're like One small little dot of the tip of the landmass, especially yes. when it comes to elections. Yes. Yeah. It's always some. So so recently we had this like a kind of incursion right, with uh-huh. the fishermen. Have you have, do you recall that uh, the incident? Uh, what what happened there? And is this is this a recurring thing? Like does, is this on purpose? Yeah. So okay, maybe just to press on that, yeah. I will go as far as saying, was this done on purpose just to stir shit up? Who? Oh. <laughs> we have Malaysian listeners, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I'm okay, asking. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. asking the expert. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't want to speculate, but, yeah. but I think that you know we have seen a trend, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, in 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 previous elections. Where the uh, Singapore boogeyman mm-hmm. is is uh, mm-hmm. sort of. Uh, Uh, raised and 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 um, yeah, Singapore. Yeah, the so Singapore the boogeyman because in a lot of ways I think and and particularly Dr Mahathir mm-hmm. right because ah. he uh, has a particular polit- uh, a certain political construct about how Singapore is right. I mean mm-hmm. his book the Malay dilemma uh, mm-hmm. you know in there already he spoke about Singapore yeah. and he sees that you know the the whole. Uh, you know, handing over, if you like, or giving up Singapore to the British was selling. a mistake. Selling Singapore, <laughs> so that's why the narrative remains the same. So the recent uh, remarks that he made, you know, uh, is is uh, reflective of let's say what he has said in 2006, right? Mm-hmm. Where right, he right. said you shouldn't sell sand to Singapore there because that's tantamount to selling ah, yes. land to Singapore, right? Mm. And then uh, and and so the. Uh, Malaysian Sorry, sorry Just yeah, to cut you off there sure. Just to recap What what uh, Mr. Mahathir's Words were yeah. he, he said this right, And this was on uh, Mothership yeah. Mahathir says that If Malaysian Malays Are poor and forced To sell their land mm. They'll become like Singapore Okay I don't know Ed, I don't know So basically I think You know he This is not Uncommon mm. I think that This has been a narrative That he has built mm. Some Amno politicians In the past uh, Have also um, Engaged in this mm. But I think We need to um, Differentiate Dr. Mahathir From the rest Right I ah. think for many uh, Of the Amno politicians It's really Political rhetoric I don't I think What what For, for instance We have seen Uh, is that bilateral relations uh, between Singapore and Malaysia has always been good under the Barisan National Government mm. in terms of actual business being being done. Um, you know, trade, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all great. Um, and, and if you think about it, um, plans around the high-speed rail, mm. right? That that happened under the Barisan National Government. Yep. Mm. And it was the Pakatan Harapan Government that basically mm. came in and decided to not pursue Uh, the the project, which mm. would have been really beneficial 
uh, for you know many Singaporeans yeah. who were dreaming about mm-hmm. living in KL and yeah. working, working in, yeah. in Singapore and, and, and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we need to look at that aspect, right? For Dr. Martyr, I think is is really personal. He does believe mm-hmm. at a, a, an ideological level about the Singaporean, the Singapore problem, mm-hmm. uh, right? But but for other uh, uh, Barisan National or AMNO leaders, I think it's more rhetorical. Ah. It speaks to a particular group of people, uh, a Malay electorate. Now, having said that, also I think that at attitudes, um, while racial politics remain um, entrenched, mm-hmm. I think attitudes about Singapore have shifted. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think, for example, um, and this is why you will find that, that these rhetorics. Uh, have not been used in more recent times. 2018, for example, we didn't see much of it at all, right? Mm-hmm. Only Dr. Okay. Mahathir talks about it. He's the yes. only one, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's not a an issue that is of much concern anymore for your average mm-hmm. uh, Malay voters. And I think mm-hmm. that that's important to note. Why did they cancel the speed rail? <laughs> Was that political? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, if you want to look at this from the, the Malaysian standpoint, yeah. I think the fear was that, you know, it was going to jack up prices of, of uh, uh, homes and apartments, which that was already very expensive, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in Kuala Lumpur. And mm-hmm. that this was more beneficial to Singaporeans than, than Malaysians, uh, you know. Of course, I mean, to a certain extent, that's probably not completely incorrect. Although mm-hmm. I think that the, the reality, of course, is the interaction between uh, people, the the business opportunities, yeah. because if people are going to live in KL, mm-hmm. that creates other industries, other business opportunities for uh, for your average, uh, you know, small and medium sized businesses yes. owned by 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 Malaysians, and that could actually be good. And that's but, an injection into the economy as well. Correct, right? but I think from a standpoint um, of of the Pakatan government at that point of time was that they were they were trying to move away from this big projects or these mammoth projects that were created by uh, by the Barisan government mm. um, and and of by course Najib. from a political yeah by Najib <laughs> in particular trying to you know sort of distance themselves from that mm-hmm. because it was um, you know it was perhaps I mean not perhaps it was part of their campaign uh, promises I mean mm-hmm. they, they, ah. they and and they basically had to basically move on with it mm-hmm. so oh, I'm like re- I'm reading into the I say incursion lah, but that's such a strong word to use mm. by the Malaysian fishermen, and then there ah. was this shouting match between our police coast guard and as, yes, as well yes, as yes. that fleet of uh, little boats, right? Uh, so who was in the wrong actually? I I think that you know I mean this is these incursions have happened mm. uh, many many times before. I mean the most serious one was when the Pakatan uh, government right I think it was 2019 where you even had the Johor chief minister come yes. join uh, the navy boat that was that was actually yeah, in yeah. place in um, the uh, Singapore waters and I think that my um, reading is that. And maybe I'm biased because I'm Singaporean, but mm. but uh, generally I think we have maintained a certain level of professionalism mm. in terms of how we have handled this. And I think with regards to uh, you know the the Malaysians again, I'm I'm seeing this as a Singaporean <laughs> yeah. uh, to caveat. I think you know there has been several times where there has been a problem in terms yep, of how they yep. have interpreted mm-hmm. the laws around it. I'm not. Uh, I mean, our lawyer in the room can can probably tell us more <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, about. I mean, the the thing about being a lawyer is I know you've got a bunch of different expertise, but people ask you anything to do with law anyway. That's true. So I'm going to throw this uh, the ball <laughs> at, at him. Uh, but but I think that that's that's my my reading of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like this is, I mean, like I said, it's not new, right? But I mean, it does raise questions because uh, I mean, like, like be, because on TikTok, I'm I'm reading like these accounts. I don't know yeah, whether they're yeah. bogus accounts or what mm. from from Malaysians yeah. saying that they are they are perfectly where they should be, mm. and we are the ones who are crossing into there. So I don't know who's right. Yeah. And I mean, like that's yeah, that's, it shapes it helps to shape a narrative. Like definitely, you, can, yeah. you know, like when Singaporeans go and watch these sort of videos, and mm. especially young people, mm. they don't know what's happening. They're thinking yeah. like maybe there's a tension there, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, like like you said, right? It's it's out in the open, as mm-hmm. in it's out it's out in open water. Mm-hmm. So I mean, territorial waters are you know kind of notoriously hard to. Uh, no, like for me, it will help. Like, let's say if they release a statement, they in what coordinates, and the coordinates actually belong yeah, to us, yeah. and then we have a case to kind of like. You know, I mean, no, our side did say you know, yeah. that the whole thing happened entirely in in Singaporean waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you put a video there, and then you put like yeah. people shouting at each other. Yeah. It's quite emotional. Very funny. Okay, yeah. so but let's look at it in the larger scheme of things. Mm. Previously, we had a situation where like there was a Navy vessel that came into our waters mm. from the other side. Yeah. There was also that, uh, I think it was a Medivac helicopter or something like that. That was going from JB to Sarawak or something uh-huh. and then it went into our airspace. So, I mean, these kind of things happen. It's not the first time. A lot time. of times, by the way, incursions of airspace yeah, a lot of times. But it seems like this being milked. So my question is, mm. is it is it being like overplayed because of the timing or what? What 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 is happening here? I think for sure, I mean, if you are a politician and if you can milk <laughs> as much out of this uh-huh, the as Singapore possible, boogeyman. Yeah, I mean you would, right? Mm. I mean, and this is not entirely uh, uh surprising. And I think that and this is kind of different, right? Because this is not quite creating um it is different from what Mahate does, which is to to sort of warn the Malays or scare the Malays uh, uh, in in Malaysia, saying that you end up like uh, mm. you know a di- ah. discriminated group of 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 folks in 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 like Singapore, mm-hmm. right, you right. know, and and so on. Because that, as I mentioned, that rhetoric is not quite does not sell as anymore. well anymore, right? Mm-hmm. This is about building up nationalistic feelings. Yes. And I yes. think that yes. that has a different uh, feel feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you can milk this to create a nationalist a nationalistic feelings um, and then link that up to the fact that uh, mm-hmm. UMNO has for, for many years, for example, talk about how they have defended, um, you know, not just the Malays, but they were also the party responsible for um, gaining independence for, for mm-hmm. uh, Malaysia and mm-hmm. so on. And that feeds uh, politically from a political standpoint that would help them, mm-hmm. especially in places, for example, like Johor, mm-hmm. uh, you oh. know, and, 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 and so on, you know, where, mm-hmm. where um, currently I think the Pakatan Harapan has a sizable uh, level of support, even though they lost the election. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, a landslide loss necessarily. They still, right, ma- right. you know, maintain sizable level of influence within a state like Johor. Mm. So, speaking, yeah, speaking of influence, right, like what's your reading into uh, the political parties in Malaysia? Who is, who do you think will do really well in mm. these elections and who has actually have lost it? Who's a front runner? Who, eh? Yeah. So I, I don't know already, like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, can't tell. So many, right? Yeah. Yeah. So many, yeah. So I think the, um, most of the analysis I, I have read and, you know, to some of the folks that I used to work with and, and so on, you know, within mm-hmm. academia. I think uh, the assumption is that Barisan National is probably going to to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But not with an outright majority mm-hmm. that they will probably have to depend on, um, you know, some sort of a coalition. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, with the Perikatan uh, Nasional, the PN, right? Mm-hmm. Comprising of Barisan, uh, sorry, uh, uh, comprising of Bersatu and mm-hmm. PAS. Oh. Now, if that happens, we are back to square one. Yeah. So this election was, <laughs> was uh, you know, was a waste of money and time for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But, but who, who will be the one in power? Okay, so, but I want to just caveat first before yeah. I go to that. Mm-hmm. But I think that this this might not be an accurate there was actually an, a recent um uh, survey that was uh, conducted that showed that um, approval rate for for the the government mm-hmm. uh, approval rate for the barisan national is actually at uh, you know a level that is lower than in 2018 Ooh, right wow, so if okay. that is the case uh, maybe everyone is sort of reading uh, the whole situation uh, wrong mm. now who's going to be the dominant uh, power Who's going to hold? I think it depends, right? So, for example, uh, I I did a lot of uh, work on pass. Mm-hmm. I was I actually went to Northern Malaysia. And it was mm-hmm. nice times because I love the food over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, in the last election, for example, I you know, and sometimes you know, it's like reading tea leaves, right? As for <laughs> political scientists, you are like you make all this. The only prediction I made. In paper, even though I actually thought that Barisan was going to win, I didn't. I didn't write about it, mm-hmm. so I, uh, you know, I can can't be held accountable to it. But right. I did talk about how PAS was going to do very well in places like Terengganu, uh, Kelantan, and Kedah, and mm. they did well. They yeah. did win. In fact, I I did think they were going to. I did write that they were going to win in Terengganu. Mm-hmm. Now I think that at the state level, and that was always that's always been PAS's strategy, which is to win states because. Why? Because their agenda is really to Islamize or change the the um, the regulations with regards to uh, administration of Muslims. Mm, uh, right. You know, within the state level, and and administration of Islam is at the state level. So, mm-hmm. so they are they have always been more concerned about winning states. Okay. And I think they have come out recently saying that they are going for Pahang. And I don't think we should dismiss that mm-hmm. because in the last election. PAS was the second sort of they they were the second party because it was split three ways mm. uh, in you know a good fifteen or sixteen state seats and so wow. I will not be surprised that even in a place like Pahang mm. um, you know especially the northern part of Pahang that PAS can actually uh, hold dominance now if they can win Pahang uh, and retain the three then they will retain the three because there's no they they are not going to have state election mm-hmm. I think that will make them. An interesting uh, sort of power broker, and I don't. Ultimately, I think that at the national level, AMNO will be dominant, mm-hmm. and a lot of the key ministries will be AMNOs, uh, uh, right? Right. Uh, they will give pass your religious affairs ministry, which they are happy with, and mm. perhaps some other uh, one or two other ministries that are not as important. Ultimately, mm-hmm. power will rest. Uh, in Amno because that's traditionally how they have managed coalitions, including the current one, mm-hmm. right? Despite Ismail Sabri's weakness mm-hmm. and how um, what's his weakness? <laughs> I'm interested to know that. So Ismail Sabri already. has always been more like a compromise candidate, right? Uh-huh. As prime minister, because no one could agree on yep, who yep. who. Uh, in a lot of ways, you know, some have sort of see, looked at him as a seat warmer until mm-hmm. you know your clot court cluster types uh, are sorted, <laughs> right? I mean, your, the ministers uh, and and the president of, of UMNO, Zaid, uh, Zaid Hamidi, 
until they are caught case cases are settled right and they expect this to happen if barisan uh, national comes back to power mm. um ismail uh, will will lose uh, his his seat right because uh, zaid obviously is the president of the party con- continues to enjoy the support of a large number of amno members mm-hmm. um and you know for sure zaid hamidi would would come and and one of the signs to that this is likely to happen mm-hmm. is that they have already removed at least four individuals who are who have been critical of Zaid Hamidi and who seem to be allies of Ismail oh. Sabri. Oh. Right? Four of them are, are already dropped as mm-hmm. candidates including Anwar Musa who is, uh, you know uh, uh, I think he represented the Ketere parliamentary state in a place like Kelantan you mm-hmm. know mind you because Kelantan is is a difficult state for them yes. and yet they were willing to drop uh, a guy like Anwar Musa which shows very clearly mm-hmm. that Zaid is trying to consolidate his position and mm. Ismail's oh. uh, you know oh. time in the, yeah time is okay. numbered, uh. numbered. Wait, but from a, from uh, as on the background right mm-hmm. uh, Najib's convictions are over he's already started serving his time uh, but Zaid Hamidi's uh, Court cases are not over yet, right? No, it's not, right? Mm. So uh, I think that one one of the charges have been dropped. One of the charge, one of the cases have been dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the key ones have heaven, right? Around corruption mm. and and uh, money flowing from his um, foundation, foundation, mm. and, and 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 so on. Uh, so that that remains uh, to uh, to be there. And I think that. He's not the only one here. There are a number of key Amnu leaders who are who are also embroiled in different corruption cases. And the mm-hmm. hope, I think, for all of them is that, you know, the moment the uh, uh, Baristan comes to power through an election, mm-hmm. where they can they have sort of consolidated their position. Because remember that the, in a lot of ways, I think you know the the assumption here is that. This government is a weak government because it never really won the mandate of the people. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. So it was because of all the COVID, kat, or they call it frogs, lah. You know, kata, mm-hmm. right? Because of the uh, they keep hopping mm-hmm. uh, politically, and that's how it forms the government. Now, if they come back to power this time with the support of the people, now that commands a different level of uh, you know sort of uh, uh, respect. Power and influence, mm-hmm. and I think they can do a lot more in that setting as uh, compared to what they can do now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say if Amno uh, is back in power, then presumably uh, and also possibly Zaid Hamidi becomes the Prime PM. Uh-huh. Uh, will Najib be pardoned? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> the question. That's a possibility. Mind, right? Will yeah. people yeah. accept that? So will, I, uh, will he even come back into power? I don't know. I think him coming back to power is is a bit. Um, far fetched. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think he he will. You're secretly rooting for him, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm all, I'm all for Zaya Media. I'm okay with Zaya Media. I think he's got yeah. the he's got the you know he's got the capability to lead, lah. I just, okay, being honestly, correct, lah, <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not being I'm not being politically correct. All I'm saying is, all I want at the end of the day uh-huh. is for Malaysia to be stable again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course, there's some uh, selfishness in there. If they are doing well, I think. Uh, I also can do well, but uh, <laughs> we all can. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I think we. I would want my neighbor to be politically stable. Yeah, because sure. there's going to be all kinds of impact on us. And if they are stable, they are strong. Mm. They don't need to be bothered or disturbed with by us. The Singapore boogeyman can go away. They can focus on doing better things for their country. Right. That's my my point of view. 
I want them to do well. And I think Zaya Hamidi looks like he has the chops. You know what I mean? Uh, he's got that gumption, that 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 uh, statesmanhood. That, that and and not, not just that, right? I mean, the reality is that your Amno guys, despite all their problems mm. and corruption and, and all, they also know how to uh, helm uh, ministries. Mm. They know how to govern because mm. they have been in government for many, yes. many years. Mm. Right, right, right. And I think um, that in itself uh, basically speaks for itself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why um, uh, what is interesting, for example, in the Johor and Malacca state election, uh, you know, against all odds, against all assumptions that the Chinese votes will never switch back. Mm-hmm. Some Chinese voters actually switch back to mm-hmm. Barisan National. And I think the reason why they, they did that is precisely why you are rooting for you know, uh, Zaid Hamidi, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that they want political stability because in, in a lot of ways under Barisan, yes, there's discrimination of minorities. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are challenges around, uh, you know, um, for example, quota systems within civil service yeah. and universities and so on. Mm-hmm. But from an economic standpoint, from a business standpoint, yes. it was easier for them to to do whatever they, they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Politically, they didn't have quite the same uh, share of the political pie. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, uh, you know, your uh, you, from the economic front, the Chinese remains dominant. Mm, and, yeah. and so I think that thinking is not unique to, to Raman. Ah, and uh, it is, uh, you can see it with with uh, even the, the Chinese voters, some Chinese voters in, in mm. Malaysia. Will mm. BN ever have a coalition with PAS? They did, right? I mean, yeah. they right now, this government is exactly that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, AMNO, PAS, uh, Bersatu coming, coming together. And I think that... Um, you know, sort of marriage is really a marriage of convenience. Now, mm-hmm. at the grassroots level, I can tell you that despite all this talk about Malay unity and and you know and uh, you know persatuan uh, ummah, you know the the ummah coming the the Muslim community coming yep. together as mm-hmm. one, the reality is the grassroots level the hatred between Amnu and Pas members have been there for so long <laughs> for decades it's not just going to disappear okay in the 80s and 90s you had the, the people got divorced because they were uh, they came from <laughs> they had political, yeah Dead i mean uh, you know like for example uh, if you there's past uh, mosque mm-hmm. where the imam is a past member and i'm no mosque and if uh, a past member would not pray behind an i'm no imam oh, because they consider them they consider them to be non-Muslim, uh, uh, not not non-Muslim, to be a munafik, right? Basically, oh. a deviant. So they were not. Oh, so heavy, that yeah. sort of uh, division. Man. Suddenly, you want to come together and you're mm. all brothers. It's not. Mm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, a lot of past members were quite happy with the decision mm-hmm. by uh, Hadi Awang and the top leadership of the party not uh, to you know to to remain with with uh, Perikatan and to honor the partnership Bersatu rather than to join. Uh, with Amnu and, and Barisan. Why was That's there intense. hatred? I think it remains, I mean, many different factors. Amnu mm-hmm. under Dr. Mahathir basically, um, you know, was uh, iron, used iron fist to basically deal with past members. Mm-hmm. Many of them were put in jail. There was also an issue mm-hmm. in 1986, the Mamali uh, tragedy, which happened in, in, in Kedah where a, prominent past leader was was killed and a number of uh, members of the family also were were, were, oh. were killed because they had this this um, you know they they refused the the police came to arrest the guy and there was a big 
commotion and mm-hmm. basically the people were killed as a result. So once you have all of this, and I think in 1987, uh, Hadi Awang also issued, it's known as Amana, uh, Amana Haji, Haji Hadi, mm-hmm. uh, where he said that non-Muslims, sorry, that that AMNO members are, are, are basically not Muslim and that they they are deviants essentially, which is worse than not being a Muslim. Oh, you. That makes them, you know, um, and yeah, so so because of that, I think the the uh, thinking and 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 so on were hardened, and mm. not just remember, it's not just a political thing; it mm-hmm. became a religious thing, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it is a matter of this is not it's prohibited, uh, and you know that it's prohibited for you to to marry someone from Amno to be a, <laughs> to be uh, you know praying well, behind that is pretty and damn intense, yeah, a <laughs> prayer leader and and so on, yeah. Wow, I never knew there so yeah. many, I mean, so many layers to this. Yeah, I yeah. remember like during my time, I specifically remember Dr. Mate saying that religion and politics <sighs> cannot come together. Mm-hmm. I think that was possibly an indirect jibe to right. pass yeah. and, um, and their leadership possibly. Mm. Well, really interesting perspectives. We learned so so many so new much, things yeah. so much today. Yeah, thank, yeah. thank you so much, Dr. Now, for being with us. Thank, yeah. thank you for sharing me. Um, these nuggets of information. Mm. Yeah, and of course, this is not nugget, bro. Yeah. This is the whole KFC meal. Well, <laughs> now we have a better idea of, of the mess that's happening up there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hopefully things settle down soon, I guess. Mm. And I hope this is not the last time that we'll be speaking to Dr. Nawab. Yeah. Like, we'll when the elections yes. are on. Bro. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to hear your perspectives as well mm-hmm. on the upcoming presidential elections mm-hmm. if you have time, of course. Yeah. Uh, we'll be taking a short break, definitely, and we will return with our sponsors right after this. We interrupt this program to bring you... This podcast is probably brought to you by your friends from the Bravo Realtors. Yes, so do your property health check today at this number. That's 8100 I repeat, that's 8100 Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors. What are you drinking? Uh? What is this floating? Lychee? Uh? No, no, it's <laughs> lychee. No, it's lim, uh, lime. Oh, mm. lime. Yeah, because like, I got a bit of a... Like, you know that, that irritating feeling? Yeah, when you you feel like there's a you like a throat infection coming, uh, ah, like and then a it's scratch like, on yeah, the, yeah, it's like it's coming, it's not the there, yet, coming. it's coming, it's not there. Mm. And I'm like, ah, yeah, exams but. are coming also. This better, <laughs> this better not not blow yeah. up. Don't yes. screw up, bro. Ah, Don't be yeah. rooting for you. Uh. Ah, you need to be a top lawyer, top lawyer in <laughs> class. Yeah, no stress, man, no stress. <laughs> Do you think he has the chops to be a top lawyer no, in like, his mm, class? Maybe, yes. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Then it'd be great. I have two lawyer friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you become the lawyer bro. <laughs> the what? The lawyer bro. It's a military term. Lawyer bro. What is it? Lawyer bro. Lawyer bro. Buro. I don't know how to explain. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. It's like a slang for like a, I don't know. Like a guy who constantly likes to be sarcastic. Not sarcastic. Sarcastic? Sarcastic? Yeah. I don't know. I forgot. Okay, but okay. Think of it, uh, more, <laughs> more importantly, we have our friends from Bravo yeah, yeah, here. Yes. And so they know about us, right? Mm. They know about our. Yeah, we've never actually asked about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We only yeah. know they are very well versed yeah, yeah. in uh, their jobs and their calculations. Yeah, they know their shit. And they're also very well off. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Which is a good thing, right? Yes, it means yes. they are closing mm-hmm. and at the same time, clients have, uh, invest a lot of time yeah. and also uh, their credibility, their street credibility is really strong. Yes. Uh, they have a good track record mm-hmm. and that's sure. the reason why they are doing well. Yep. And yep. we always like to speak with uh, very successful people. True. And Azi, Khalid are definitely individuals who are on top of their game. Mm. Azi especially like 20 years in the line already. Yeah. Oh. Like you started out like this is the only job that you've 
you've actually you know stayed long. <laughs> really, yeah. So uh, before well, this, before this, before this, okay? I was a I was a physiotherapist. Wow, um, wow. Yeah. I'll never yeah. guess, man. Oh, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> do you know? I don't know. <laughs> Serious? A physiotherapist. Yeah, I, physio ah, okay. uh, I was in my final year when I closed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> lost touch today. Yeah, lost touch. <laughs> well, I, I didn't renew uh, uh -huh. so because I find that um, I, I rather focus on my property. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. then, You're quite oh. driven as a person. Like, yeah. has this always been in you like has Azi always been this very entrepreneurial mm. driven lady yeah that's the reason why I joined property even in my uh, my when in my school years mm, okay. so um, I was trying out actually I was trying out and then I find that hey actually not bad huh? this one <laughs> can do and um, yeah. I like the flexibility of time mm, right uh, and um, right after I got married mm. I um, totally stop uh, physiotherapy mm -hmm. and focus on uh, property. property. Yeah, wow. because I find that I can have my own time. I can I can do work. Some I'm free in the morning. Uh, I just need to work a few hours. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I always so, like to ask, like uh, especially for agents, as uh, they have the flexibility of time. I see some agent friends when they go on holiday. Sometimes it's long as holiday, mm. one Ooh. month la, <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go for that sort of holiday. Oh, have you, yeah, have you, you ever done that? Uh, one month, uh, a bit difficult for me. <laughs> now because my kids are all in school okay. uh, maybe uh, during school holidays mm. but we we don't like because of that we don't like to go uh, holidays during the school holidays because ah, that's where yeah. you know everyone so else is there so we like right? to go holiday during when everyone off else is in school yeah off peak ah. yeah. it's the best time oh. then your children can go solution <laughs> <laughs> they always go off peak yeah, yeah. 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 time with it's their cheaper, families yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean like so I mean I, I also I didn't even really know that you had kids um, how many kids do you have I've got three kids Wow. Three. Oh. Three kids. How old are they? How old? Uh, 18, 16, 14. So wow. teenage. Wow. How is it being like a mother yeah, of that's teenagers right. yeah. in a woke world? She's been working for 20 years yeah, right, yeah, in yeah. this line. Uh -huh. So that means that you had your kids during, like yeah. in the middle of, yeah. of your I, career. I, they are very, um, they are trained to uh, know that when I answer call, they have to be quiet. Ah, okay, okay. Um, they train when... Mommy's bringing the cash. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and on dining table, no one holds the phone except for me. Really? Wow. Yeah. So except they will for allow, you. They will allow, yeah. And wow. if the, the, you know, when I'm like, even the toilet, oh, me, oh, me, oh, me, there's a call. Mm, it's uh -huh. from this person, the person. How? You want me to answer? And then they will answer like they're uh -huh. the secretary, you know. Really, really. Um, my, my mother, um, Azi is in the <laughs> toilet. She will uh -huh. call you back in five minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Well-trained. Well-trained, yeah. Are your kids just as financially savvy as you? Um, Are they a bit more playful and, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, not all, not mm. all the three of them. Um, I can say my second one is very good in terms okay. of, yeah. Very prudent. Uh, yes. Oh, but they all have different strengths, right? Kids generally. Yeah. Mm. Would you like want all of them to become... Property agent. Become, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question. Yeah. To me, uh, whatever they want to do, uh, I'll support them. Oh, mm. nice. yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll support yeah. them. Because if you ask Raman this right, or you ask any lawyer, always the first question is the first answer is no, don't be yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Yeah. 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 I was back from like a like an online seminar. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about uh, the gender pay gap la, uh -huh. and then there's some questions that actually came in via, via the uh, viewers. Oh yeah, they, I saw your video. Yeah, yeah they're asking things like, uh, you know, why do um, 
in a household, once it some men cannot take it when their spouse, especially their wives, uh, earn more than them. Hello, fragile masculinity. Yeah, I don't, I don't know lah. Like, uh. I mean, that was that was never an issue with me, and my wife, because at one point time she was earning more than me. Wow. Until I actually quit radio. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. 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 ฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะฮะ
closing, I knew that this guy couldn't pay me, the yeah. the, the mm. father. Mm. So he, he told me, I see, I, I really cannot pay you. Uh, so what now? I said, whatever amount you can pay, mm. you pay. But I was expecting that he just pay me a few hundred. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was a few thousand. Mm -hmm. He actually broke, uh, we, uh, you know, uh, broke down to a few months. Mm -hmm. And this uh, lasts for almost two years. Wow. Oh. And it they was, kept paying, they kept they, paying. He kept paying. There were times that, actually, you know, I, I just forgot about it. Then mm. he he transferred. Azi, um, I've already transferred. Can you mm. please check? It's mm. only a few hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, 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 but yeah. then I would just say, oh, I've already accepted it. Mm. Actually, mm. I, I didn't bother to check. To check. But, mm. yeah, but mm. he really kept until it's complete ready. Uh -huh. And he told me, um, I've already uh, counted, you know, it's, it's full, you know, this month is the mm -hmm. last month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wow. was like, wow, it's like almost two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, sincerity, yeah. That's a yeah. testament to the amount yeah. of trust, like Zah said. Mm -hmm. yeah. Azi, thank you so much for uh, sharing your story. I think we, if we talk, we can go on for hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will talk with Khalid right after these interesting yeah. stories as well. Yep. <laughs> but of course, if you'd like to engage their services, please uh, go on to their socials That's with right. the Bravo Realtors. That's right. So you don't want to miss out on these lovely people. Call them at this number. That's 8100-2300. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors.